these major shifts in our lives were to invite in better things every single time. It's never to invite neg- anything worse when you start choosing yourself and also just like choosing what feels most the best spiritually aligned with you in this iteration of your lifetime. You know, like maybe next lifetime me and you can like be aligned, but this lifetime this is where I'm at, you know, and not forcing shit. And sometimes you you doing that is what that other person needs to level up in their soul, you know? Like sometimes you have to be the cutoff because maybe that's going to be what catapults them to to like meet you in the next realm or in the realm after that. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day, y'all. Happy first week of October. Ooh, you know, it's our favorite month of the year. It truly is, because a bad bitch was born this month. <laughs> yeah. Wonder who that is. Could I just, I just can't. I just can't remember who. I just... Evenness, balance. <laughs> um, welcome to Make Your Own Magic October. Um, I love this month because this is where we get to really get a little dark, a little sexy. I mean, I think we're a little dark and sexy all the time. This is where we really get we, full like, permission. We really go balls to the walls, you know, we where we're like, we're witches. <laughs> we, we don't censor our witchness. We're like, it's October, so it's our month. <laughs> We don't have to keep saying, we mean the good kind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yes, welcome to October. Um, I am feeling good. I feel magical. (laughs) You feel magical. Me too. I feel magical as well. Very (laughs) magical. I'm feeling magnetic, magical, (laughs) and magnificent. I love all those M's. Me too. Those are the M's that I love, including Mila. Mm, too. I love me some Mila. Um, <laughs> and some me. And some me. I love me some Mila and some me. It's a me and Mila sandwich. Have you ever thought about if you could threesome yourself, would you do it? Fuck yeah. I'm, I like started my entry into lesbianism. With yourself? By funness. With bitches that I lo- look like me. I was I was into bitches that look like me. I still kind of am, but... <laughs> I never heard anyone say this out loud. <laughs> I that was the safe like it felt safe to me. I didn't realize that's what okay. I was doing, but I think that that's what it was. It was like, oh, if she kind of looks like me, it feels familiar. Um, so I went for light skinned curly haired girls. Mm, I don't know if that's been my go to. I haven't really looked for girls that look like me because I don't really think there are a lot of girls that look like me. But um, if there was a girl that looked like me, I'd not you. Now you're shading me. Sorry, I know there's a lot of basic light skin bitches with curly hair. But That's not a shade at all. Skinny dark it. skin girls with short hair. No, never heard of them. I've not. I didn't. That wasn't a jab. But I'm, I don't know why you took it that way. I'm just saying, generally speaking, I just haven't come across any. But if I did, there would be a potential for that to happen. And I think I generally go for women that don't look like me because then it makes it easier. Like there's not like I'm not trying to because no one i'm not going to think anyone looks as good as me it's just rule of thumb it's just not going to happen so it might as well go totally different so you like to have sex with girls that look are a little uglier (laughs) (laughs) is that what you're saying like what (laughs) i wasn't expecting you to say that um yeah okay got it got it (laughs) So I won't be too caught off guard by their alarming beauty. Oh, okay. You know, you got to be like, I'm 11. You can be a 10 and a half. Mm. <laughs> got Especially it. in a threesome. You can't be like finer than me. Really? I don't mind that. I like, I want to, I want to fuck a bad bitch. No, I want to fuck a bad bitch. What I will be offended is if my boyfriend recommends and un, like under my, like under my standard of beauty, then I get a an- Boyfriend. Okay. Let's be clear. Boyfriends can't recommend shit. Shut the fuck up. That's true. You don't recommend yeah. nothing. 
No, it's nothing. You, you just fuck up. Maybe you sly. You're maybe if you're sly, you plant seeds. There's rarely for a long the, time until then she comes to the genuine realization that oh my god, wow, she's so fine. I want to fuck her, but you don't bring bitches to this to the stable or the table. Okay. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> anyway, what we're talking about <laughs> being magical and <laughs> welcoming October. I feel like. Um, I feel like we finally have come into a, a, a comfortable place in our um, witchness, in our in our occult, that we've we've come to the conclusion that you either get it or you don't get it, and we we've kind of stopped censoring ourselves, saying not that kind of witch, the good witch, four hundred times an episode because it's just like if you're here, you're here, get with the program. That's true. You should know we're good witches by now, and if you don't. Oh, I'm putting a curse on you. Don't cross me, bitch. <laughs> I know people in high places. And now I know more people because we have some amazing guests this month. Some of them are voodoo priestesses. And I got the tea and I will put you under a fucking spell if you play with me. I will call her and she will call her friends. <laughs> no, I will call her and she will call her friends. You know who those friends are? Spirits and shit. You don't want to play with them. Spirits, spirits, guides, and ancestors. And there's some voodoo other priestesses in Africa that will come. <laughs> so I'm just saying, watch yourself. Anyway, the good witches, though. That's what we're talking about here. <laughs> I was thinking about... Um, I was thinking about some of our past Halloweens and some of our previous guests we've had in Halloween. We've had some good ones. Like we had Jake um, and we've had Jake is uh, he's a what was it? He's a voodoo priest. Voodoo priest. And Mila talks about, you know, her experience with Jake. We had on, on an episode called You Sacrificed a What mm-hmm. in year one. That's a pretty good one. We had. Uh, oh, God. What was his name? What's his name? Oh, um, Chris. Chris. Yeah. Chris M. Chris M. Yeah. He came on and gave us a reading. He's a medium. We might need to call him again. Yeah. Remember we ran into him with Cadenet? Yeah. Um, Chris. Was it Medina? Medina. No. Yeah. Medina. Yeah. Um, who else have we had? We had on. Um, well, we had the founders of House of Intuition on in right. October. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. Um, but I think like this this month and this year we've really stepped it up. We 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 have. We went all the way. Mm-hmm. I'm excited too for everyone to get to um, get to know our guests this month. We've deep dove into the dark side and into the dark feminine, and I'm super excited about it. In fact, I I, I found out through one of our guests. Um, should we tell them or should we just like is it a secret? Are we not saying it? Who? No. What? I was going to say she told me something. And say, she are, are we, should we say the people's names? Okay, say it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One of our guests this month is the Trap Witch. And um, she we connected with her in Atlanta. And she told me um, that, my, that Lilith is in my first house. And I've been doing, like, deep research on it. And it makes a lot of sense. Like, the dark feminine is very present in my astrology chart. So now I've been leaning into my dark feminine. And I've been putting a lot of – connecting a lot of dots from when I was younger. So I know we talk a lot about, like, being witches as kids but not knowing where to place it. Or just, like, you don't really talk about it when you get older because you're like, that was my figment of my imagination. But, no, if you were a child that was into the craft or – what's that one movie with Sandra Bullock when her and her sister are witches – that's a really good one too. I got to watch that one this this October. Is it something with magic called something magic? Uh, yeah, like, uh, unpredictable magic. Yeah, pre- pre- peculiar magic. Something like that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the all. If you did the Ouija fucking board, oh my god, we need to do a Patreon where we play the Ouija board on camera. I'm scared because I've done that before as a kid, and that shit was like some energies came through. Oh, for sure. And, and I all, like so goofy and like, okay, it was goofy, but I was like, uh, uh-uh. you, you, you quit after that. Uh, yeah. I got scared. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You ordered that book online and you didn't order the Ouija board. That was should have came oh, fuck, together. Wait, where's my book? Where's my very important book? I don't know, but can we order a Ouija board? I just need it in my house. I just need like, it's just, I need like a good one just for the sake of witchness. I, I had a Ouija board and then I think I threw it away. Cause just, you got scared. Yeah. Like, I think I had one as an adult. I did. I think I need one as an adult. Thank you. Um, well, speaking of speaking of childhood stories and things, so the other day, actually, someone from our retreat, shout out to Shatara, she posted 
something on Instagram that reminded me. It was like I had this extreme clear vision of me reading this book as a kid because she posted a picture of one of the stories. Um, And I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck was the name of that book? And why did my mom buy this for me? Why did I have this? And why did every kid have this? Because it's kind of creepy. Oh, yeah. They did change the illustration. It's not the same. Because it was too scary. (laughs) Um, But the book was called In a Dark, Dark Room and Other Scary Stories. I don't know if anybody remembers this childhood classic slash beginning of children's nightmares. Um, But there was a there was a, a story called. The Green Ribbon. Oh, yeah. That's the one I remember. The yeah. Green Ribbon. And I was like, I wanted to read it to you guys because it's short and it just took me back. And it was creepy as fuck and it's still creepy. So should I read it now? Sure. Should I go into it now? Okay. Cozy up, you guys. Gather around the fireplace. Mama Witchy. Is Not gonna... Mama Witchy. Mama Witchy. is <laughs> going to read you a bedtime story. <laughs> The Green Ribbon. Once there was a girl named Jenny. She was like all the other girls. Ooh, I like this lighting, Orlando. Thank you. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see our lighting is getting very spooky. Once there was a girl named Jenny. She was like all the other girls, except for one thing. She always wore a green ribbon around her neck. There was a boy named Alfred in her class. Alfred liked Jenny, and Jenny liked Alfred. One day he asked her, Why do you wear that ribbon all the time? I cannot tell you, said Jenny. But Alfred kept asking. Of course he did. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, Alfred. (laughs) Why do you wear it? And Jenny would say, It is not important. Mind your business. Jenny and Alfred grew up and fell in love. One day they got married. After their wedding, Alfred said, Now that we are married, you must tell me about the green ribbon. You still must wait, said Jenny, like a bad bitch that she is. I will tell you when the right time comes. Years passed. Alfred and Jenny grew old. One day, Jenny became very sick. The doctor told her she was dying. Jenny called Alfred to her side. Alfred, she said, now I can tell you about the green ribbon. Untie it and you will see why I could not tell you before. Slowly and carefully, Alfred untied the ribbon. And Jenny's head fell off. (laughs) The end. That scared the shit out of me. That was scared the shit out of me too. You know what scared the shit out of me more was the fucking illustrations in the original because now they've like made it just a little too modern. Whereas before it was giving like colonial horror story. We very need to reorder the original illustrations and the original Ouija board. Yeah, this is giving not what I needed, which was like really scary white people shit. Which I think is why, as a black child reading this, I got even more scared. I was like, oh, my God. Where that makes they, sense. Where did this happen? Poland? <laughs> Scary. <laughs> this is a Polish you, why, horror you're, story. Why, you're, this is a Polish uh, horror story. Oh. <laughs> there is something about, like, rural, outside of the country, very European white places. Like, where is the vampires are from? I don't know. Transylvania? Slovakia? Yes, the best. Slovakia. Slovakia, Slovenia. Or even like, have you seen Serbia? That? I don't know. One of those. Have you seen those, that scary movie, um, Midsummer's Night? Midsummer Night's Dream? Or Mi- Midsummer's Day. It's kind of recent. And like a bunch of like college white kids go to like the spring equinox. Mm-mm. And there's like some fucking freaky, freaky weird shit going on there. And yeah, I never want to be in a white rural European country. White horror is some other shit. Okay? They invented it. Like... When I see black horror films, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is it's scary. But when I when white people are involved in the horror, it's another level of of horror. What are some of your top scary movies, like from childhood? I mean, obviously from childhood because the ones they make this day, like in modern day, are not that great. There was one that I'll never forget that my dad because watching horror films was me and my dad's thing. We would like my dad would put on the horror film and he would always fucking fall asleep. So then I'd be left alone. I hate that. There was one called The Red Death. I'll never forget that fucking movie. 
it was like I don't remember exactly everything that happened, but I do know at some point everyone got leprosy. <laughs> <laughs> And it fucked me up. Not leprosy. Yeah, leprosy. That one was scary. Oh, what was the one um, <coughs> with, uh, oh my God, was that little kid? I don't remember. There was that, okay, that one I can't remember right now. House on Haunted Hill. That one freaked me out. The Haunting freaked me out. Oh, um, the one with Liv Tyler. That was not when I was a kid. It was called like The Strangers, I think it was called. Mm. That was creepy. But as a kid, oh, there was the one in the oh, fuck. The grave. There was one in like a cemetery. Oh, pet cemetery? Maybe. Pet cemetery was scary. I remember that one. Um I like the classics. I like Psycho. I like um Um what's the one with Jack Nicholson? That's the one I'm talking about. Oh, um Oh, that wasn't Liv Tyler. That was Olivia. That was... No, there was one with Liv Tyler called The Strangers, but this one, the one with Jack Nicholson. Oh, Red Rum, Red Rum. Oh my God, what the fuck is it? The Shining? The Shining. The Shining. Oh my God, that's a great one. Wait, that's not the one I was talking about though. But yes, there's that one, but there's another one that, is Jack Nicholson in it? Fuck, it's that kid. He's like, he's obviously an adult now. The Sixth like, Sense? The Sixth Sense. That's the Bruce one. Bruce Willis. That Bruce Willis. Yeah, that's that was the beginning of M. Night Shyamalan, who I really don't love. He doesn't do good shit anymore. Actually, you know, what, you know what I just saw recently? Don't say. Old. Oh, what? Did you see that one? Old? Is that what it's called? Old, right? I after listen in high school or some shit I saw the village and I was done with his ass done it's the worst fucking movie and it's like from a book it's literally so dumb it was a waste of my time and my life wow. and it was really? 20 years ago I'm tr- you, you, I think you need to give him another chance wow he really hurt you I mean I did I, I like his, he had another movie more recently when he was like with a therapist you know they're all like low-key sequels they're related but not related but there is a recent one that's kind of good but that fucking stupid ass village was dumb you gotta see the one called Old. Okay. It was it wasn't like it wasn't that good, but it was it was entertaining. It keeps you on he he doesn't I guess it's horror, but it's a lot of like more like suspense. Yeah, I, I'm more attracted to suspense. I don't like really gore. What really scares me now is things that could actually happen, like kidnappings and shit like that. But also as as I get older, and I don't know if it's like just me. Like, does anxiety increase as you get older? But like as you have real stress, like bills and and keeping a human alive. I have less time to engage in stressful things for leisure. I'm like, adulthood's dark enough. <laughs> Give me some comedy, bitch. Just because, like, I don't need to be on edge, but in October I'll go hard, and I like to, like... There was also a really good animated movie that we watched recently that was, like, The Clay, but it's, like, it's um, it's very modern. It's for kids, but it was pretty spooky. It's a key... Oh, yeah. Is it just key or is it key and peel? It's a Key and Peele scary kind of like kids movie. It was very um, modern. They had like a little girl who was in school who was now a little boy. Like, huh? when, yeah. Like she was trans? Yeah, a trans animated kid character. Okay. Um, they had like some black people. It's a really, it's good. Mm. Um, I liked Saw. Wait, what's that? No. Saw? Saw, is that the, with Those- Dominique Fisher? No, what's that's the new swarm? That's swarm, <laughs> not sauce. sauce. I hate sauce. <laughs> I hate sauce. I hate all sauce, actually. Oh, it's called Wendell and I. Wendell, say it again. What is it? Wendell and Wild. Wild and Wendell. Wendell and Wild. Yeah, it's about like the cemetery and spirits. It's a good like if you have like a kind of uh, big kid, like eight, seven, eight, and up, and for adults, it was good. My daughter's scared of all, all the things. <laughs> you I'm, know what I like? Rec- can people start sending? Rec- I'm sorry to cut you off. Can people start sending recommendations for movies that are kid-friendly but also adult entertainment? Because I fucking hate kid shit. I like it has to be a, it has to be good for both of us. Because if it's too kitty, I, I am going to cringe. I tried to get Ira to watch The Wiz the other day. Like <clears throat> I felt like I kept falling asleep. I love The Wiz. I kept falling asleep. I couldn't. I don't. I just musicals. Oh yeah, you hate them. I just couldn't. I was like, I know Diana Ross is in here. I know Michael Jackson's here. I know all the fucking people I'm supposed to love and I do are in here. I don't. I'm going to bed. My family's <laughs> theatrical because we're singing, dancing, and watching fucking Hamilton and all of the fucking uh-uh. musical shit. No, yeah. thank you. I like it, but I understand. Like, I can. It's like a little cheesy for your taste type of thing. 
Yeah, I just like when you just start breaking out into song in the middle of like a sentence, it just throws me off a little bit. That's why they have to be. There's certain ones that I that I've said, okay, I like that, but I'm not gonna like go out of my way. I'm not gonna go see a musical in the theaters. No, I'll wait till probably not in theaters. I mean, at this point, you don't have to wait for anything. But I wasn't gonna do that. Live would probably be good. But my daughter's into musical theater, so I was like, let's watch The Wiz. You'll like that. She did it. And I was like, so will I. And then I was like, mm. <laughs> oh, don't come for me. Not so much. <laughs> so what's been up? Well, I'm smoking right now. Um, That's uh, how, how is it? It's good. This I got this strain from um, Gorilla RX, which is one of the, I think, the first black-owned, woman-owned dispensary in Los Angeles. Just make sure you check them out. It's called uh, the Pink Label. Hmm. You it like is. pink? Yeah. It was like Moroccan something. I can't remember. I ripped off the label. It's pretty nice. I'm high. Yeah? I was just debating if I hit that a little too early in the episode. We got straight to it. We did. You know why? Because I had taken um, a cocktail of vitamins this morning. That Not a cocktail. It is. How like, many different ones do you have to take? I think it's like three or four in a packet. Okay. Anyway, a company sent me some vitamins and basically all the advertisements say it's better than Adderall. It's for it's the better thing. Like it's basically natural medicine for ADHD. And, and you know, I've, I've self-diagnosed myself. And so... I just went straight for it. I was like, energy, boom. And then I told Erica, I was like, yeah, I was feeling a little weird on my hike. She's like, so you just took like, just took some pills that a random company sent you in the mail? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. They have, they have a lot of Instagram followers. <laughs> They're not going to kill me. So, you know, if anything I happens. Probably won't. Probably won't. Just new ways to dose out to the doses. That dose out. Oh, right. They're like, I know how to get the natural bitches. Well, you know, they already did it with the Ozempics. They got they got all the they got us for our vanity, putting weird shit in our bodies to be skinny. Now they're gonna get now they're gonna get the healer community by calling it natural. <laughs> the Ozempics are going crazy. They're going crazy. I thought about it. I was like, should I get Ozempic? And then I thought, a I dodged. I can't. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not a vaccine type of bitch myself. And I'm just not a. I don't even take medicine when I'm sick. I try not to unless I have to you know so i don't know i was just like yeah we don't know what this does but i want to be skinny they almost got me they still could i know i think it's like there's (laughs) something about like becoming more vain as you get older i feel it i feel it i'm like oh it becomes when you're young it's easy to say i would never do that there was a lot of i never would do's that i've done (laughs) including these okay you said you would never do that yeah huh I was like, I would never get plastic surgery. I would never get anything. Anyone was like, sign me up. <laughs> um, I thought I was going to get boobs really early because I just, I don't know, I was just that type of gal. But <laughs> here I am. It's no boobs yet. <laughs> End up being more natural than I planned. It's like we're the opposite. I know. What the fuck? Um, I mean, but it's not off the table. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, in the next fucking 10, 15 years. I'll be a bitch who fuck around and get should boobs. We do, should we, like, are we going to, like, have a debut party? Yeah, I'll have a boob party. <laughs> I'll probably, I, I probably fuck around and get boobs and I'm, like, 55. <laughs> Just a zhuzh, you know? You're like, fuck it. Late in life boobs. <laughs> Late in life plastic Late in surgery. Late in life boob jobs. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was just talking to my other homegirl about like getting, um, you know, she's like, oh, I only get my fillers done like once a year. You know, these girls, they've been getting them like every three months. And I'm like, girl, you need to chill. We're still young. And I'm like, do I need to get some? Like, am I behind? <laughs> I'm just afraid my face is going to look different and I don't have time for that. It might look different. I think that's well. Maybe what... a little lip. You do not need no fucking lips. That looks like the most fun thing to get. But you have lips. That's kind of nuts. I know. But you know that girl from Friday? Can we zoom into Jamila's beautiful <laughs> lips? Let's just... I wish we could. I'm not going to do it. GP, I'm just cut a... into these lips. Look at these gorgeous, <laughs> luscious lips. Hi, GP. <laughs> um, but you know the girl from next Friday? Which one? The girl. The girl? The, the model girl? Yeah. You know those lips she has. Are they real? I don't know. I like, like very like plucked. Doll. Yeah, yeah, like, like like Angelina Jolie. Look, um. <laughs> not that's my lip idol. You remember um, Friday <laughs> after next? Not. She's my lip idol. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Oh, my God. You know Cat Williams is a hoe. And <laughs> I've always aspired to be, like, the hoochie. I've always had a deep liking for the dark feminine, like, the sensual, the sexual. I think we talked about this, too, but just... Someone showing a little bit of skin, the girl wearing no bra. I'm like, I was intrigued by that. That attracted me. I was like, I like that. I'm like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So embrace it. I'll embrace it without getting the zhuzh. The zhuzh? Yeah, embrace. Yeah, don't do that though. I mean, my titties started. I started somewhere else, and then I ended up with titties. I wasn't even going in for titties. I was going in for liposuction, and <laughs> left with no lipo and tits. So. They worked out in your they, favor. They got me, but I don't I'm think happy you need about the wifo, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I paid a lot more, but they look I, good though. I'm happy. I love my titties. They're my best, one of my best assets. My best asset is my ass, but then my tits. <laughs> Great combo. Every year, Erica promises me, "We're gonna make enough money. You're gonna, we're gonna buy you tits. We're buying you tits <laughs> and a diamond chain and a rolly. I just want a rolly, rolly, rolly with the diamond bit. <laughs> is it that's our manifestation? Once we get those three things, once we both have tits, we, <laughs> okay, we both well, have rollies and diamond chains. I, now I, I added, then we made it. I know. I want one more thing. What? I want a Bronco. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. We can make that happen. I always think about that. I'm like, if I get a Bron- or like a Jeep Wrangler or a Bronco, then I'll be happy. It's done. It's exactly. <laughs> Bitches always want to put what's what's going to make them happy in the future. I'll be happy as soon as I get a four. With- yeah. Okay. <laughs> then I'll be so happy. I'll be so happy. <laughs> If I woke up to this every morning, I'd be so happy. You know, I'd be getting where I need to go now. But if I get it real high up in a Jeep, oh, I'd be so happy. <laughs> and if I did it with new tits. <sighs> yeah. yeah, that's why it's 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 so funny because, I mean, we have to try to. That's why living in the present is so important. But it's the hardest thing, especially in the age of social media and like seeing what everybody has so there has to be a protection there has to be like things in place because you can't consume everything you will come out fucked up (laughs) there's no way you consume everything and you're a normal person you don't get to be on tiktok instagram twitter x whatever the fuck threads hinge here (laughs) and you don't get like i feel like there's a level of like disconnection you have to have from like everyone else's opinions because Mm. everyone's opinions weren't always so easily accessible right you know and so i think it causes confusion and um yeah i think it causes confusion period for sure it causes confusion (laughs) we're consuming a lot of information on a regular basis that is like laced with a lot of dumbass opinions and like if you don't know yourself you'll start believing everything and like you know, this is going to not be a popular opinion, but I'm just going to assume that because you're listening here that you're not a part of this people and you're going to agree with me that, like, I would say a strong 90% of the population is uh, dumb. <laughs> Think about it. I mean, like dumb, la- is, dumb is relative. Okay, well, lacks common sense. And that, in, in the sense that a lot of people can... Be on TikTok, be on Instagram, be on blah, blah, blah. And people's opinions, all of those, all of those channels will curve and curate how they feel about themselves and how they perceive their outside world. <clears throat> That's what I mean by like, not dumb, but like easily influenced. Influenced. Cattle. Yeah. Easily guided. Guide, like, yeah. Blindly. Yeah. Yeah. So watch what you consume. Watch what you consume. I mean, and like even you have to create, I think even to thinking about the theme of magic and why that's why it's so important to have <clears throat> rituals, practices, whatever they they are, like something to hold on to whatever the essence of who you really truly are, how you relate to nature, how you relate to your inter your relationships without the influence of so many opinions, you know, like there has to be a groundedness and a technology I've, and just I think the exposure to so much and so much information kind of takes you away from the core 
essence of what this experience is supposed to be while we're here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not, it's really not about, um, it's just not about labels. It's not about like Christian or spiritual or da 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 or I don't believe in this or Republican or Democrat or you know what I mean? It's literally like a lot of this shit we just don't really fucking know. A lot of shit, most of the shit you don't know for it's sure. It's not fair. You just don't have all the information. You never will. And so it's fair to say, <laughs> let me go inside and think, what does my gut think? What feels good to me? And fuck what everybody else thinks, you know, like... That's the trick of life is like being able to say, fuck what everybody else thinks. What do I think? How does that feel? And then like find the people that you can, who can support you in that. If I'm like, I'm a magical fucking night fairy and all my friends say, yes, you are. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm in my own bubble because like words are so limited, right? Like today, like. I was telling Orlando um, I was nauseous. And he's like, what do you mean nauseous? And I was like, what the fuck do you mean? Don't you know what nauseous means? But then it dawned on me, only I think this deeply, maybe because I took that multivitamin that I have no idea what I consumed. (laughs) It dawned on me, where in humanity and how did we find a way to describe feelings? Because how I experience or what I think nausea is could be totally different for somebody else. But we've all collectively agreed that like these feelings equal this. But I can't be in your body. So I don't know how you're experiencing that. Mm -hmm. I know. You know what I mean? Like feelings in general. I keep like, I'm happy. Well, all you can do is is, like listen to the symptoms and then say, oh, sounds sounds close enough. (laughs) This is the best word I can find. (laughs) You know? So it's just like everything really is based on feeling and then being able to, you know, just relatively express that feeling because it is it is just like you in your body in your heart you know what i mean like you're in your own universe and then you try to connect with people that like you can relate to but we'll never be in each other's universe it's true sorry i'm high i just got real high deep <laughs> so you know you can't feel my feelings and i can't feel yours we are our own separate universes <laughs> <laughs> You are universe over there, and I am one here. No, it's true, though. We are. And then, that, and that's why, like, <clears throat> we already have, everything is already designed how it's going to be, you know? And we have our, these, like, soul journeys that we're on as individuals to experience or to overcome things from that, that we've acquired lifetimes ago that we've yet to learn that lesson. And so when, even when I'm thinking about, like, making hard decisions that I feel like are um, uh, like not my own. Like sometimes I'm like, why do I feel so weak in this? Mm. Like I like this feels like deeper than this is connected to something else behind me. You can feel it, mm-hmm. you know, and you know that like this lifetime or this situation that you're in right now is the, that, that, that turning point, that decision where it's like, okay, I'm going to now break this and, and, and do better and change this. And that's often the hardest shit. Cause like, it's, it is the hardest shit because it's so deep and it's so ancient. It's so ancient. And you have to be in a certain awareness to a acknowledge it hear it, acknowledge it, but then follow it, you know, because we are pulled most, we are all pulled in certain directions. And that's generally your guide or your intuition telling you something. And a lot of times we ignore it. But like, I think cause we've just been having so much conversation and just, I think the age we're at having kids, the age that they're at it, seeing our parents as people, you know, starting to see ourselves as people, as souls with missions um, and with like inherited feelings about things and like, karma and dharma and all these things i think that it's becoming more and more clear how important certain things are in our lives and not just for ourselves but for our kids and for them and for them but it's like i I don't know like i do i do feel that deeply like the level of responsibility that it's not like this life is not just ours Mm -hmm. it is deeper than that and like our purpose is not just ours it is bigger than that and i think like even on this journey and like um, you know, manifesting things with our words, visioning, envisioning things, and then seeing them come to light. And like, even, you know, making, com- building a community and a tribe, it's like, oh shit, like, I might not even like that. Like, I love this, but it may be difficult, but, and I can't put it down because it's so much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like, it makes you <clears throat> even more 
in, like on fire for the for the journey because it feels like something's pulling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's uh, it's the. I feel like as you be as you awaken more, as I have awakened more, these are like things that I'm like, oh shit, I start to see them. I think also with just age, and I can't imagine what where my mind will be when I'm like 50. You know, I think that. I obviously like everything happens right on time, but I do think that like the gen like the generation behind us actually is super open. I feel like there there's like this flexibility that still exists with that in within our um our like the humans that are, are alive right now. But I do think that we're like almost at a a, a choosing point, or maybe I'm wrong because then I think like. This is this has been happening every single for so many um, slowly, 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 slowly. Well, I think like people were afraid of technology when it first started coming out, and then like you know they probably had the same fears that we're having right now about like what does the future hold? What does all this mean? Robots, ah, take over, you know? Um, which is I, I can't imagine like being like my grandmother's age and seeing like people walking around with just like all this technology at the, at the end of like at their fingertips. Right. FaceTime. Like that did not exist and how scary, but also, I don't know. It is different, but I think that, um, Oh my God, I'm running. I've just lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that? (laughs) Um, anyway, knowledge is power. (laughs) Power to the knowledge. (laughs) don't smoke weed guys (laughs) or do or do it will come back to you um but knowledge is power but knowledge of self is is really the power and knowledge of the unknown whatever that may be like leaning into it not being afraid of it because often on the other side of the veil um there's there are the messages and like that's in the shower that's hiking that's just like that little voice inside of you you know what i mean and it's like Listen to that. Mm. It's not, it's not, we're here to remind you that it's not just a voice in your head, a thought, a passing thought. If it sticks, if it sticks out, it's something, it's something else, you know. Karmic Uh, agreements. Karmic agreements. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was, that's what we were talking about of like, Mm. like choice, like some of our experiences in this lifetime are linked to like things that have happened karmically in our past these agreements, these contracts that we've made in the past that we're trying to break or edit, you resolve, know, or re- reconnect or mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. So anyway, just like you were my, um, my husband and in Africa Makes sense. on our, on our, would we have like a, a uh, some land? Yeah, we had some land, <laughs> a, farm. a prairie, a prairie. I don't know why I thought it, I'm feeling it's a prairie. <laughs> I can see it. You see our period. Mm-hmm. I see you cooking, cleaning, mm-hmm. and me lounging. You making <laughs> yeah. me dinner? Is that what you see? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I uh, I was talking to Orlando recently, and I was like, <laughs> I, well, I, I was like, you know, we've had like a couple of interviews recently where people are like specifically asking us about our our like. Um, platonic love our platonic love like our wife ship that we call each other wives and like we've co-parented and raised our kids together and i was like talking to Orlando. i'm like everyone's definitely gonna think we're lesbians i'm like this is not no one will ever understand this and then i was like but why don't we just call each other best friends (laughs) that would probably eliminate a lot of confusion and then i was like because it's deeper than that Fuck them. Fuck that. If they don't get it. And I was like, you know, like, I was like, that's crazy. Having all these interviews, people really care about our friendship. And I'm like, well, maybe if we would stop calling marriage, it would be less confusing. But it is because we have a karmic contract. Yeah. And a soul agreement. A soul agreement. And we'll meet in this lifetime and many lifetimes and, you know, probably in different roles. But ultimately, we're, we've continuously met to unlock certain things in each other and you know in other people and And that's what you feel when you meet someone you're like i've met you before you have Mm -hmm. you've met their soul before in different bodies when you feel that genuine deep connection you know what i'm talking about like that soul shit that soul shit you know like it's it transcends like rationality in ways and that is because you guys have met in a past life 
and that is that soul agreement. And and sometimes those those meetings are not sweet. No, sometimes, sometimes it's, they're very, it's very toxic because something here has needs to be like either resolved, broken, renegotiated, you know, like or just ended or ended in this in this in lifetime. This, yeah, and like I think the more conscious you are about those things, I feel like as you get older, you 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 have like no. It's it's kind of like undeniable to be more conscious of it, but it, I thought about it again recently because um, I was hanging out with a friend of mine that I've known for like a few a couple years now, but we met in House of Intuition randomly, and I was like really like something in me was like, hey, hi, you know, like, and I was like, hey, give me your number, and I was like being a little like weird about it, but I was like, why <laughs> not? I'm being a little. Weird. I was being a little like I was. I don't know if I was being extra friendly that day, but it, something was telling me to ask this girl for her number. Bitch, it was me. That's basically what happened to me. Exactly. You had that situation. Situation. Yeah. And I told and I, I've told the story before, but it was actually it was like we had just gotten our book deal and I went to dinner that night over the hill, far from my house, and I was like waiting to go inside the dinner, like on the block, and she walks by me. And I was like, Hey, didn't I get I was like, Didn't we meet today? I was like, We're supposed we're supposed to know each other. And we were in the witch store, so I knew we are witches, but um, a part of me saying that is just like I, I mean, we're 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 great friends. We hang out like not all the time, but I still know that there's something conjuring, you know, and but I have no like no shadow of doubt around it because I'm just that like I've sharpened my tools that much that I trust my intuition so much that it's not even a question. So I nurture the relationship, even though. I'm a busy bitch and I'm a mom and I have a lot of great friends. And I think people close themselves off to meetings because they have no time and they're busy and they have jobs and stuff. And all of that's true. But I think because of that, we become even more sharp in our tools because if I'm so busy and still I'm feeling pulled to have this, like nurture this relationship with you, it's probably for a reason. And you know, people like, like people fuck around and spend their time in places that end up not feeling like, productive or good for their soul or that something is like dragging them and then they don't spend their time nurturing new relationships or like you know like if you keep seeing the same person in the same neighborhood and not speaking or whatever it is it's like those those pools are for a reason yeah and like don't ignore them don't ignore them and like it may be on some spiritual shit like a lesson for you or it may be on some like birthing shit where you can have the ability to co-create and partner in a way, but like everybody significant in my life, you know, I've had to, you know, I've noticed that it's obviously for a reason, you know, even with me in Orlando, it's like, what the fuck are the chances that we would meet podcasting the two craziest people on earth, you know, like, and then this, all these things happened right after, you know, it was just like at the perfect time that I met this person, I had just been like, playing myself, being with somebody that I was not really in alignment with, inviting him to Mexico, letting that like just had just happened to do like that crazy acid trip right before then where I had shifted everything had shifted for me. Mm -hmm. And like that's at the point where I met this person and like it just blossomed from there. And same with you and I, these epic moments in our lives, we were literally trans like either, you know, in this transformative spot of birthing a human or raising those early stages and then big major breakups what else would have like cultivated and like perpetuated this type of friendship had it not been for those major shifts you know opened us up in that way and so it's like you can ignore that gut feeling and like you can ignore it and not like refine it but you'll play yourself every time but i think it's even more so too is it's a reminder that you have to be you have to allow the shifts to happen to happen in order to uh, to get the initiation into your next evolution right. your next elevation because a lot of times we prolong the initiation because there it's uncomfortable um because like you know we, I could have stayed in my situation and I probably wouldn't have a podcast with you I could have prolonged the initiation and eventually I was not going to be in that relationship but had I waited any longer all everything could have been different had I stayed in that relationship one month later this still might not have happened because my karma and whatever it shifted and, and same had I not had you to like hold me accountable in ways you know because you you shifted but then you stood your ground and I was like shifting but I was like in between and like I needed your support and vice versa to know that there was something else you know and like yeah I think you're right I think sometimes we 
drag our feet because something is so deeply uncomfortable. Even when that's because it's that's, you know, it's something unresolved because it should be in a place. If you're really resolved in things, then you can move through things with more with ease and grace. But if it feels like the if it feels like, I don't know, just challenging to a point where it's hurting you then you know this is some past life shit like i haven't resolved this because nothing should be able to shift me like this this. like this nothing nothing that i'm resolved with will allow me to shift like this so what is it here what is this pain what is the thing that we didn't get through last lifetime that we're gonna figure the fuck out this lifetime and it will not bring it and it will feel gut-wrenching yeah it will feel like what the fuck is this it's not fun (laughs) even if even if you've done a lot of work and you've done a lot of healing that's especially when you're probably more clear to recognize it like whoa what the fuck is this you know i thought i was in a good place but like that those things are the things that like if you if you go let it go to the next level then you have the you know the the opportunity that's what you know the good there's something on the other side is 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 what i'm trying to say too is like all these shifts were these major shifts in our lives were to invite in better things every single time. It's never to invite neg- anything worse when you start choosing yourself and also just like choosing what feels most the best spiritually aligned with you in this iteration of your lifetime. You know, like maybe next lifetime, me and you can like be aligned, but this lifetime, this is where I'm at, you know, and not forcing shit. And sometimes you you doing that is what that other person needs to level up in their soul, you know? Like sometimes you have to be the cutoff because maybe that's going to be what c- catapults them to to like meet you in the next line in the next realm or in the realm after that. But sometimes we hold on to shit so much cuz we can't we can't logically understand it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there just is no logic. It's just blatant feelings and that's it. There's no logic. You just have to honor it. Yeah. It's beyond logic because it's literally soul contracts, soul journeys, just things written in the stars that are beyond what you can, <laughs> what it's supposed to be, you know? And that's how you know that energy is real and that there are like vibrational matches and and matches that are not <laughs> vibrational at all. And you have to be able to honor that and you know it and you feel it. You feel it in work. You feel it in friendships. You feel it in and like spaces, places. Like I'm not even just talking about people. Like you know when you feel off. Yeah. So, and I think once you start to embrace them and allow those feelings to guide you, you will end up in more places that you're supposed to be than not. Mm-hmm. You know. And so when you get to those places, you can kind of give it to God. You can kind of like give it up for fit. Like sometimes like I've been in like I've been in tough spaces and then I come to more places and I'm like, this is tough, but I have this level of knowing that it's not, it's not forever. It's not forever. I have a level, like even when I'm stressed and I don't know exactly what's going to happen, I have a level of understanding that because I've did the first, because I chose the first move in the domino, that everything else is also like in alignment because I know I've chosen this and then this has chosen this and this has chosen this. And I've, because I've chosen my gut, I know it's never, it's not going to fail me now. Right. It's not going to be like, Oh, wrong. Oh shit. You fucked up. You might take you on a little adventure, a little side street real quick. Right. But it's going to loop. But back you're going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I do find that I stress less, you know, I'm like finding more of a regulated nervous system and just knowing that I'm in my purpose. And because I'm in my purpose, everything that comes to me is going to come to me and it's supposed to be what it's supposed to be, whether it be a lesson or just the passage to the next place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Halloween guys. Welcome to the Good Moms Church Halloween edition. <laughs> We're not a cult. We're just a church. To the church of St. Mila and St. Erica. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we didn't pull a card because we wanted to do it live for the people because we always pull it before. And I'm like, I wonder if they think that we'd be, like, pre-pulling cards because the cards always be so on point. They just they are always doing what they need to do and say what they need to say. So is it tarot time? It's tarot time. Queen of Swords, Three of 
Huh, Queen of Swords. Queen of Swords and Three of Swords. Queen of Swords, Three of Swords. What are the swords again? Uh, hmm, I forgot. I want to say of logic. Logic. Logical. I like this. The Queen of Swords is an independent, unbiased, judge, unbiased judgment, clear boundaries, direct communication. Uh, the Queen of Swords combines the mental clarity and intellectual power of the suit of swords with the maturity and receptiveness of the Queen. You have the gift of being able to use your intellect and unbiased judgment while also remaining flexible and open to receive input from other sources. AKA your intuition. As you lead from the head and not the heart, you're better able to discern situations without the influence of emotion or sentimentality when you respect your intuition. Um, you may believe that empathy or compassion towards others will distract you from the task at hand. Instead, you prefer to know the how, what, why, where, when, and who of everything to help you make sense of the environment and better understand others. It is not that you do not care about others, but you connect with other people through an intellectual understanding rather than an emotional one. And your energetic intellect. I just said that. It's not on there. <laughs> the Queen of Swords notes that you are a truth seeker. You're open to hearing the thoughts and opinions of others, but ultimately you filter that information to decipher what is true and what is not. I told you the voodoo people will come after you, ho. When interacting with others, you will not tolerate mistruths or excessive fluff. You prefer to get to the heart of the matter without engaging in too much chit-chat or gossip. <laughs> you, have innate, you have innate ability to tell it like it is. Quick thinker, highly perceptive, piercing through the noise and confusion to get straight to the point. There is no beating around the bush or softening of your comments, opinions, and thoughts. You are upfront and honest in your views, and you expect the same from others. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like that. like that? Mm -hmm. Okay, now we're going to go three of swords. Oh, that was the queen. That was the queen. Okay. Now the three of swords is what fell out, right? Mm -hmm. Heartbreak, emotional pain, sorrow, grief, hurt. Hmm. When the Three of Swords turns up in a tarot reading, it signals that you are feeling deeply hurt and disappointed. Your heart has been pierced by the sharp blades of others' hurtful words, actions, and intentions, and they have inflicted intense emotions of pain, sadness, grief, and heartbreak. These events are often unexpected and come out of the blue, making them even more painful. The Three of Swords is also about an emotional release. When you have suffered a major setback or loss, now is an excellent time to have a good cry. Expressing your sadness is part of the cleansing. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Where the fuck did it go? Okay. Expressing your sadness is a part of the cleansing process and letting it all out will help you move on to better times. Allow yourself the opportunity to experience these emotions no matter how painful. Cry, shout, or scream at the top of your lungs. Do whatever it takes to express your anger or pain as this will help the emotions flow through and out of you. However, it, also, it is also essential that you continue to focus on the path ahead. You may run the risk of becoming so absorbed in the emotions swirling around you that you lose sight of the need to just let go and move on. Your focus stays locked on the damage when it should be on, when it should be on the recovery. Now is the time to accept what happened and move forward with your life. The Three of Swords comes as a reminder that pain, sorrow, and grief are a necessary part of life. Without pain, you would never experience the challenges you need to grow and develop as a person. Every hardship creates discomfort which inevitably turns into an opportunity to become stronger, learn from your mistakes, and change the course of your life for the better. <laughs> While the pain may cloud your vision for a time, it will eventually bring clarity and enable you to put the past behind you. Can you see this experience as a learning opportunity? Initiation. 
The good news is that this is pa- this painful season will pass. While the Three of Swords brings hurt and sadness, it is only temporary. You will bounce back. The you clouds will. will dissipate, and soon you will have a better perspective of what you can learn from the experience. You can conquer any pain that comes your way. All it takes is faith, self-love, forgiveness, and time. Time, mm-hmm. time, time. Time is the greatest neutralizer. The Three of Swords arrives when you're taking others' words to heart. You may be more prone to internet trolls, workplace bullies, (laughs) (laughs) or spiteful strangers. Or it may be closer to home with those you love saying hurtful words to you. Just remember that you do not have to accept their words as truth. They are merely another person's opinion or a projection of their own inner fears and anxieties. Shift the energy by looking at these people with a compassionate heart. What struggles are they going through that they feel the need to throw their insecurities at you? A lot. Be mindful, too. Why are their words triggering you? Is there a more profound, profound truth in what they've said? One you might not be willing to see just yet? Use these pain points to expand your perspective and see the bigger picture of what is happening here. Look back at your karmic take take a take a second. Take a second. So the the cards never lie. Whoa. I mean, goddamn. There you go, baby. This is yeah. your sign. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Um, well, before we go, I have some horror stories. We have. A, we need an affirmation. <gasps> we need an affirmation. The affirmation today is: without the dark, there is no light. Without the dark, there, there is, is no, no light. light. That is the truth. Um. So I was thinking about horror stories for Halloween, and I know we always ask you for your hoe stories. Um. But I was looking up some actual whore dating stories on Reddit. And sometimes I go on Reddit and I'm like, this is a scary place, you guys. It's it's stupid. It's a little scary. And it's part of the problem that I was talking about. But here we go anyway. <laughs> it's for entertainment purposes. <laughs> to remind you how crazy the world is. And all week, we'll, I mean, all month, we'll be taking your horror stories. So please, you guys, send in your hotels. Send in your horror stories also if they just had some scary shit happen. Send those in too um, because it's October and we want to hear all about it. I want to be scared. Scare me. Scare me. Um, okay. Here we go. goes a little something like this. Orlando, cue the spooky music. Cue the lights. Cue the spooky music. Matched with a woman online who had a kid. This particular weekend was going to be... This particular weekend, the kid was going to be with the dad. She asked me to come over and hang out. She mentioned she wanted to smoke, so I brought a J. Came over to her house, and it was decent. She had a big sectional couch, and she sat right next to me. I fired up the J, passed it to her, and she hits it a few times and gives it back. I hit it as well and then offered to her her again. And she says, no thanks. Okay, no biggie. I'll put it out. She gets up after a minute and goes into the other room. When When she comes back, she's sitting on the other side of the couch and not talking at all. It was then that I noticed that she had something in her hand. And she has a death grip on it. I'm talking white knuckles. I ask her if she's okay, and she says, The voices in my head are telling me to stab you. And at this point, I notice what she's holding is a pencil. I made some kind of awkward laugh, then asked to use her bathroom, got up, and saw the garage door was open. Didn't even hesitate. Right out the garage. Bitch. Period. (laughs) Okay, this reminds me. Listen, you never do... Police is telling me to stab you. You can't do any <laughs> drugs with people for the first time. Because they can... They, 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 it could go bad. Yeah, they can interact with people's bodies negatively. And I've been I've seen it happen. And Weed? I, all types of shit. What do you shit. mean? That's how everyone hangs out. No, a bitch left me at a... Con- I knew she didn't smoke. She left me at a concert. We were great friends, but she literally left me. She didn't call me. She didn't say shit. She just left me there. 
And I, to this day, she's like, you shouldn't have gave me weed. Like, it can, it can alter people's personalities. Like, but this is a little extreme. That's you have a pencil crazy. and you're trembling in the corner with your fucking pencil. If you, like, some, yeah, maybe, it, like, it activated crazy. Some drugs activate crazy, including weed. And you got to be careful. You can't just be going to bitches' houses from Hinge and shit. And you Tinder. have to be careful. I've done it, but don't you. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend. Wouldn't re- I, we've, I, we've all done it. We've all fucking been to We're all lucky houses. to be alive. We all, we truly, you are. If you're listening right now and you've done this, you are meant to be here, bitch. Don't play. Don't waste your life. Don't play with, don't play don't play with, with God. God. Don't play with psychopaths. If you went to someone's house off the fucking dating app before and you made it out safely, praise God. <laughs> because bitches could, it's, it's, it can go wrong. It can go left. You have any more scary stories of it? I do. Sorry, I was just thinking of all the terrible, all the times you like bad choices I made. I know, just flashes through your fucking flashes. I've had really scary situations. Yeah, like one day I just was driving around and I talked, met this girl on Hinge, and I granted she was fine, thank God, but I just wanted to have, I just wanted to hook up with someone, and I was just driving. I just happened to be driving. It was during COVID, so like I I was just out driving, trying to get out of the fucking house, and then she hit me. I was like, come over. And I had like, I went to her house. I did not know her at all. We hooked up and then I left. And I was like, is this what it's like to be on Grinder? Yeah, this is Grinder. I was like, whoa, I'm like Grinder now. But I'm a look, I'm thank God she wasn't a psychopath or like not a man. 2020 was a, was a particular time. It's not your fault. We need a human connection. <sighs> thank God she wasn't a psychopath. She was cool, but I couldn't want that. You, usually your intuition I would never do you. that. I was kind of nervous. Though. I was like, "Make me send me a picture of yourself before." Like, we didn't. Did we even Facetime? I don't even know if we Facetime, bitch. I just went over there. It was raining. I, I, yeah, yeah. Bitches are dumb. I've flown to many cities alone to meet people I've ne- I did not know. To I think about when house. I would do when I was a like teenager. teenager. Oh no. Yeah. The places I would be. Yeah, not where you said you were. Yeah, but like adult be. places that. I, a grown adult, like a, an adult like me, would be then like, this is not where you need to be right now. You need to get the fuck out of here. ASAP. You know, I was there. Just Studio. Hi, rolling the blunts for people and shit. Yeah. All little and looking young and vulnerable. Oh, my God. I know. I'm scared. Um, okay, so here's another horror story. Went on a date with a guy once, and he said he had to stop off at home for his wallet. He lived down the street from me. I went inside with him and he ended up pulling me down onto his love sack as a joke and try and trying to hook up with me. I got I got up and left and walked home. Fast forward a year. I read the local news that he was arrested for kidnapping and raping a woman that he had been on a date with. He held her captive in his apartment apartment and beat her and assaulted her. He could have faced life in prison, but only spent about six years in before he was released on parole. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that could, that's what could have happened. Should Maybe I put you, trigger warning? Trigger warning. <laughs> no, but like, can you imagine the nigga you got away from? And yeah. You said, fuck this shit. That's a real horror story. That's like, because that intuition be telling you like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've definitely been around some energy where I'm like, like mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Like murderer energy. Like you'll kill. Yeah. If you don't yeah. get what you want. Yeah. I mean, I've even dated people and I was like, you might kill me. I could see that happening. Which is even questioning my personal choices deeply. <laughs> yeah. But don't underestimate people's ability to get weird. Yeah. Being, or dark. Just turn out of nowhere. Do you believe people get possessed by spirits? Mm, yes, I do. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I believe there's like people that are more susceptible to that kind of energy to be like attached to, to them. Yeah. Is that what a, a syncubus is? A succubus? Succubus? Oh my God. Someone wrote, was re- talking about that in, in one of these stories this, that someone said they had a succubus inside of them and it turned them on. What is a succubus? I forgot. Is it like something that sucks your, sucks energy? I think so. Sounds like it. Should we look it up? Yeah, look it up. Um, yeah. Or I, you know what? I heard that um, a lot of times, like. Uh, a succubus is a demon or supernatural entity in folklore in a female in female form that appears in that appears in dreams to seduce men. I like her. <laughs> I have a succubus inside of me too. She's like Lilith. Wait, wait. 
Wait, to deuce men usually through sexual activity. According to religious tradition, a succubus needs semen to survive. Repeated sexual activity with a succubus will result in a bond being formed between the succubus and the man. The succubus cannot drain or harm the man with whom she is having intercourse. In modern representations, a succubus is often depicted as a beautiful seductress or enchantress rather than as a demonic or f- rather than demonic or frightening. The male counterpart to the succubus is the incubus oh incubus wait so she doesn't harm him she just i love that band <laughs> sorry it's the white girl in me <laughs> she doesn't harm him she just makes him like attached to her forever it sounds like she seduces men and like pleases them and they stay <laughs> <laughs> because she needs their semen Oh, what I was saying is I heard that a lot of like stray souls like linger over places like the bar because when like once you get intoxicated, yeah, yeah your guard is down. That, like your soul, like if you make your if you drink so much or do anything so much that your physical body is intoxicated, your soul can't really live in it. So it will like tether away from you mm. while you're like in the toxic state. Mm. And when it's tethered, that's when you're more susceptible. susceptible. And so like when spirits are hovering over places like that, they know who's like easily they can get in. And that's why like people like get high or drunk and they like you can look at them and they're like a different person or they start taking on personality traits that are not theirs or they start looking different. Mm. It's because they're like been um, infiltrated and like, yeah, been infiltrated like a demonic or whatever, not their own soul entity. entity. Mm. Wow. That makes sense. Right. Like, yeah. Intoxicated. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to me. That's why I remembered it. Okay, enough of our darkness. <laughs> <sighs> well, happy October, you guys. Um, I hope you're going to join us in LA on October 21st. We have our live show at the Terragram Ballroom. It's a bitch's birthday. Are we going to wear costumes? I think that we should. I, I think, think that, that sh- if you want to wear a costume, let's do it because I want to wear a costume. What's the theme? Are we? Gonna, what's the theme? I don't know. Is it just like... Costume? A costume party? Uh. <laughs> Bitches need a good direction. Silver, gold, Egyptian. What are, are we doing? Are we Beyonce? Like, everybody wears silver and mute. What if you dress like a call girl? Who is your version of a call girl? Okay, it could be a call girl or like, yeah, yeah, whatever you want. I want like something kinky. Divine feminine. Divine feminine, something kinky. Dominatrix, whatever. I mean, just get sexy and dress up. Yeah. <laughs> That's all bitches want to actually hear. Just wear a bodysuit and some fishnets. Perfect. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm high as hell. I am, too. So we're going to go now. Um, yeah. Welcome to Mad- Make Your Own Magic October. You know where to find us. On Instagram at goodmoms underscore bad choices. You can find me at Mila with an H underscore map. At Watch Erica. You need to see us on YouTube. We did some really tricky, cool lighting, lightning, lightning, light. Well, we're high. Lighting. Lighting. We look really sexy and witchy. We I have, read you a nighttime story with pictures. We have roses. Um, and we'd like you to subscribe and comment. Also, review this episode and... Come to the retreat. There's very limited spots left. It's in August 